Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Film Seizure. I'm Jason Oliver. Hi, I'm Jeff Arbuckle. I'm Chuck Moore. And today we have a little bit of illusion, a little bit of real magic. Wizardry. A, lot, a little bit of wizardry. Yes, indeed. Today we have 19, oh, no, not 19, 2006. Uh, Christopher Nolan's sort of under the radar 2006 The Prestige. Yes. Indeed. Prestige. Yes. With, so uh, that's uh, we've got uh, we got some Christian Bale hot off of becoming Batman. We've got Hugh Jackman who uh, was Wolverine. Yeah, and we that have guy. Black Widow in it too. Yeah, lots of superheroes. Little Coyote Ugly, little Alfred. Yeah. Some uh, some Ziggy Stardust. Some Ziggy Stardust, yeah. Some uh, Schmeagol. And this is Christian Bale and uh, Alfred working together. Michael Caine, excuse me, working together like two movies in a row, I think. Yeah. Maybe three. This this came, yeah, I think it was three, probably four, because um, this this came after Batman Begins. And it was um, it was really kind of essentially the sort of movie that uh, Nolan probably wouldn't have gotten funding for necessarily, at least not at the budget he got, um, had it not been for the success of Batman Begins. Because um, yeah, he got forty million dollars to make this movie, and it um, it did pretty well. Uh, you know, the, the it's kind of a safe bet. Hey, from all the people you loved in that last Batman movie, from the director of that last Batman movie, here's this totally not Batman movie, but it looks pretty cool. Right. A lot of people saw it. Plus, but, plus Wolverine. <laughs> it's it's the Wolverine factor. You you add Wolverine to anything, you sell more issues. Right? Yeah, you know? but yeah. This this definitely has that kind of cast that is destined to make money, right? Right from the right from the jump. Um. So yeah, and it's kind of like I always like that when when a director does a big studio picture. It's like, all right, well, I did one for you. Now you'll do one for me. You know. Right. So he's like, this is a movie, a movie I want to make next. I'll make another Batman movie, but I want to make this one first. And that's kind of how this this movie came to be. Yeah, and he wrote it, produced it. I wrote it with his brother. I think Jonathan wrote, probably wrote the majority of it, but mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. They they worked together quite a bit. Yes, indeed. So, um, this was one that I did not see in the theater, though. Did you see it in the theater, Chuck? You know what? I was thinking about that last night, and I don't think so. Um, Braden was born that year, so I didn't do a whole lot of movie going. But I remember yeah. being super excited about it for the reasons you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, and I think this was up against. I, can't, I wish I could remember the movie name. The Edward Norton. The Illusionist. Movie. Yeah. yeah. The Illusionist. It came out, it came out around the same time. Um, and. I, I remember a lot of people liking or falling on the side of the illusionist and choosing that movie for some reason, not, not for having seen both of them, but to go to, they're like, well, I'm going to go see the illusion. I remember a lot of talks like that when those Weird. were coming I, out. Yeah. I, I, I think that most people who saw both though would agree that they like this one a lot better. Yes. Although I have heard that the illusionist has gotten a, somewhat of a reappraisal in the past few years. I, I haven't seen it since I saw it on video the one right. time and I didn't think a ton of it. No, I didn't. But I had also I was also viewing it in the shadow of the prestige. So Right. because um, the prestige is, is in my opinion um, about as perfect a movie as you can make. Uh, it is it is just the tightest possible script. 
it is um it pays off exactly like what it's talking about like as a as a as a magic trick right look there's so many layers to that in this film that are just right. wonderful yeah yeah and if you think about like a three-act movie it's the same as a, a three-act magic trick and you know the whole the, the the third part of a magic trick is the prestige and that's the name of this movie um and that's your your final act of this movie essentially right um, so the, yeah like there's just the layers in this movie around that um is really well done. Um, it's uh, it's incredibly well acted. Um, it's just it just feels like a movie that everybody involved with is sort of involved in something that they know is is special, that they right. that they like a lot. Yeah, um, and everyone was that invested. Kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Before before you go, Jeff, because I know this is this is the first time you saw this, so I'm really interested in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I echo Jason's sentiments and also think this this is one of the films. Whenever somebody asks me what's your favorite movie, this is one of the films that I think of. Mm-hmm. I can I always say the usual suspects, but every time I see this, I find new things to appreciate. That's not necessarily the same with the usual suspects or some of my other favorite films. Um, but yeah, Jeff, what did you think watching this for the first time? Yeah, so this was the first time that I'd seen this. I have, um, to be honest with you, I have not seen too, too many Christopher Nolan movies. I've seen, um, I've seen Memento. I've seen the three Batman movies. Um, I've seen this one, and I've seen, um, oh, what's the uh, Insomnium? Oh those yeah. Are, yeah. So those are, I mean, and and the other ones, um. I haven't really seen and oh, seen uh, most. Inter- Interstellar. Interstellar is the other you've one. But seen, you've seen most of his stuff, then. I mean, there's only but a few some of his like the big ones, like his uh, Dunkirk. I just did did not have any interest in Dunkirk. Don't really have any interest in Inception, to be honest with you. Um, and to be honest with you, this movie probably fell into that for all those years. Is just being a movie where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, a lot of people like it, but. You know, uh, did not really um, stand out to me initially as a movie that oh, I need to see this. Now we're covering it here on this on this podcast, um, and I don't think we've mentioned um, that this is one of our quarantine sessions. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, if audio gets wonky, everybody, we apologize. It's all part of the illusion. <laughs> Jeff is our wizard. I am. Um, so, you know, and so coming into this, it's like, okay, well, you know, I like the cast a lot. There's a, this, this cast is in, insane. Mm-hmm. Like I was even like Piper Parabo is in this. <laughs> it's like, she's in this. <laughs> it's like, there's that many people in it that they, that they have Piper Bar- Parabo, but you know, you've got like David Bowie in it as um, uh, Nikola Tesla, which is, uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty inspired really um you know you've got uh scarlett johansson really at the beginning of her rise to to stardom um with a with an kind of an an, an, uh, kind of really doing a lot of work in this movie uh between doing an accent being um a character that i do have some stuff to say about later um you also have rebecca hall which um you know, it's like she's got a lot of weight to carry too in this movie. Um, you know, and so coming into it, I was like, 
you know, it's like, okay, well, this this could be interesting. It's got a nice little. It's got a it's got a great cast. It's you know, it comes from um, prestige, if you will, from you know Christopher Nolan <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, and getting into it, I was like, okay, you know, it's like some of the things that I that that I really kind of like was that you know you have characters, you have these little side characters in this movie, like the little boy that's the nephew of the Rebecca Hall character who knows immediately that the trick killed a, a dove, you know, and, and right. he's quite upset about it. And it's like, he's, he sees through kind of, um, this guy's bullshit kind of, you know, and, um, you know, so it's like stuff like that, which was, you know, a lot of fun. Of course the, I mean, it was nominated for cinematography and, and art direction and, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, freaking lutely. This, this uh, is just a, a, it's a gorgeous movie to look at, right. um, and uh, you know, and so you also have these really kind of fascinating concepts in it. And well, I'm sure we're going to dig a lot deeper into the concepts about, you know, revenge and, um, you know, your desire to be the best at what you do, and and secrets and lies and you know all of that. Um, however, and here comes my prestige. I don't like this movie. Oh, uh, oh. Weird. Uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> um, before we, before we go too much further, we should say that it's impossible to talk about this movie without completely we have, ruining. We have to completely ruin this movie. Um, which I think for the most part, that's probably okay. Um, you know, if you've, if you've seen this movie, you want to, you want to hear what we all think about everything and if you uh, haven't go watch it now yeah, yeah go watch it and come back because yeah that's the thing it's like this is impossible to talk about without it being um we have to give everything away we have to ruin have, the magic have, trick yeah we have to ruin the magic trick um we'll get to where this movie lost me um but i will say in my defense Um, and Jason I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the show but I used to when I was younger I would always look at movies in sections and there were there was and I could say that in almost every movie that I've ever seen at some point you get to a point where I say this is where I begin really liking a movie or it's my favorite part of a movie that changes the tone or is a certain tone or sets a certain tone. Um, and it, I, I start to attach more, um, not nostalgia, but sentimentality for a section. And then like, I, I mean, I would grow up and say, you know, Oh, remember when all of the, um, uh, remember that whole part where every, everything is like this and everything is is great, and then it gets to the point where the characters have grown up and lost touch, or they become you know one of them betrays some of the, and then that kind of sends the movie down a different path that I'm not as sentimental about. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that my favorite uh, Disney movie is Fox and the Hound, and there is absolutely a point in that movie where shit twists and turns and it's not as fun as it was and it gets into like the real shit you know um and i think that growing up loving that kind of um tampered with some of how i view certain movies or certain things where everything is nice and then it turns dark or everything was dark and then it becomes better or something like that um 
So there's definitely a point like that where when I was watching this movie on Friday, I was like, hey, this reminds me of when I used to watch movies as a younger person. And there's a there's a turn here that this movie takes that um, completely and totally changed the trajectory of this movie for me. Hmm. Okay. I could think of a few different places that where that might happen. So I'm curious to Well, I had I had concerns about one thing right before the other thing that that was like oh 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 okay. There's where we're at. Okay. So um we'll we'll get to that. Now that being said, I absolutely positively because I was talking to another one of our friends about this, another uh, Shannon who loves this movie too. And I was like, hey, I get it. I get why people love this movie. It just it just wasn't it didn't it didn't fulfill the promise for me. And I said that this movie is absolutely you've already said it, uh, both of you, I think I've already mentioned this, how this is one hundred percent a magic trick. Yeah. You know, and people are going to respond to it in in various ways. They're gonna be wild by it or they're going to try to see through it. Mm-hmm. And I think this this time I fell on the other side of it. That's interesting. Um, I, I'm the kind of person who, I don't know if you ever see this show. It's on, it's on um, Netflix. It's called Magic for Humans. And it's um, this magician guy. I think of like an actually an affable David Blaine. It's this guy, right? Oh, okay. He's, it's, it's, it's a very, very fun show. Very um, tongue-in-cheek. He's just a super um, approachable, nice guy magician right street magician right and um he he does some stuff that blows my goddamn mind and it drives, <laughs> are, are, and it, and it drives me fucking crazy I are you it. harrison ford like trying to like motherfucker get out of my house yes <laughs> totally and, and and susan is the opposite she just she just likes the trick you know but i want to know how they did the damn thing right and it mm-hmm. and it drives me crazy that i don't have all the information either because i'm convinced that there's there's camera tricks or whatever that I'm not that that they're shooting around. There has to be in some of these cases, right? Sure. So, anyway, um, it, it, it this movie. What I love about the Prestige is that the first time I watched it, it tricked me, you know. And and like you know, like Michael Caine, Michael Caine says, you know, you they they want you want to be tricked. Sure. Um, and we've talked about that concept before of of people want to be tricked. They don't want to be lied be to. Lied right? To. right. Right. Exactly. Um, and this movie is, it does a, did a wonderful job of tricking me. What I what I love about this movie even more. And I know Chuck wants to get into this as well, is that you can go back to it and you can start to see through the trick. But it's it's it doesn't ruin the movie because you see all the clues. You see every point of the way where Christopher Nolan is telling you what this movie is. I right. mean, they tell it, they telegraph the, the twist in the very first scene. Right. Um, right. You know, it's all there. And, and what then you start to listen to the, some of the things that characters say to each other, especially Chris, Christian Bale's character, the things he says um, when people ask him questions about things and he answers with, I don't remember, or I don't know, or, um, you know, you start to think, oh my God, it's because, you know, he doesn't. Right. And right. we'll get into that. We'll get into that a little bit. And there's just all these little things sprinkled through it. And then you think about, yeah, the, the revenge and the rivalry and the total commitment to your art um, and those themes. But then you parallel that with with Edison versus Tesla. Right. Which mm-hmm. is already a huge thing that I'm fascinated by is is their rivalry. Right. Right. Um, 
so then you you start you're sprinkling that and you start really digging into you know who those two men were and their rivalry and you and you kind of come to the realization that oh man this is this is their story right in a way so it's just uh, there's just so much to go back to i think is why why i love this movie and and it's all there for you to figure out it's not hidden it's just it's just all um constructed in a way to trick you but you're it's never um disingenuous i guess in how it does that Uh, yeah and you know i mean here's the thing also it's like i again i have a laundry list of things i can say i really liked about this movie sure Sure. Um, it's just that, you know, and, and this was again, and I said this, Jason, during our uh, Terminator Dark Fate review where, you know, I saw it and it's like, OK, it's fine, but it's not great or right. whatever. And I said that, you know, when you look at like the the Rotten Tomato score, 70 percent, it's like, yeah, I like that movie. 70 percent. That's fair. <laughs> you know. And this movie, it's it's uh, Rotten Tomato score is seventy five twenty five, right? Seventy five percent. And I'm like, that's about right. But at, at but certain points though, the twenty five percent begins to outweigh for me. Mm-hmm. But that's but again, like I say, you know, it's like I completely and totally understand why people like this. It's you know, it's like, um, you know, some people like card tricks, some people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's. Um, it's not that they don't think that the that there's some impression or that there's something to be impressed by. It's just that yeah, it didn't land for him, you know, or whatever. Fair. So let's so. talk about it. Let's let's get into. It. I think it'd be fun to talk about this movie in in three acts, right? Okay. Yeah. I think you know the three the three um, acts of a card trick are the pledge, where you show something ordinary. Uh, the second act is the turn where you make the ordinary into something extraordinary, extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so for instance, the, you know, you, you disappear, you make something disappear, right? That would be the turn. Um, but the prestige is the, is the final flourish. It's the, it's the icing on the cake, if you will. It's and it's when you bring the, the thing that has disappeared when you bring it back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because it's, it's got to kind of tie the, tie the, the knot, if you will, which, is part of our pledge. Uh oh, we lost you, Chuck. Oh, is he just? I don't have his audio. I went muted. He was somehow. Muted. Yeah. I was so, going to say the way Michael Caine says, "It's not enough that you make it disappear; you have to bring it back." Yeah. It's like he explains the the whole idea so well in like one line in the movie. But yeah, go ahead, continue. Yeah. So so let's get into it. Let's um. What's the setup? Um to the movie what's the first act what, what who are we introduced to um and what do we learn yeah so i mean the the beginning of the movie we we see uh christian bale and um and hugh jackman uh participating in a stage uh magician's act uh the great ricky J. the great ricky J. played uh by ricky J. yeah um, <laughs> he, he he was also a consultant on the film um he helped uh um, Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale with their stage performance. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in Tomorrow Never Dies. He was Henry Gupta, the uh, the guy who steals the uh, the um, uh, GPS system to 
to far to start World War Three between England and China. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, Ricky, Ricky Jay also um, a great. Uh, he's he was part of um, David Mamet's uh, cast. Like kind of um, what do they call that when you have a a troop, right? The returning cast of um, actors that that yeah oh yeah here yeah. in your movies. He was he was a David Mamet guy um, and a really really good um, close up magic like card trick. Um, guy and in fact he also i don't know if you ever saw him on um he did a lot of late night tv appearances he could throw playing cards like fucking gambit from x-men oh yeah you can cut their bananas and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah yeah crazy crazy (laughs) stuff real cool guy bananas Um, he's passed away now there's a good documentary about him as well if anybody wants to dig deeper into into ricky j fascinating guy um so he um he is doing this trick uh piper parabo is his uh assistant and, um, and and I don't I don't blame Hugh Jackman. I'd probably kiss her leg while I was. She's Alfred. Ang- she's Angier's wife. Angier's well. wife, which is yeah. uh, which is um, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And so he uh, so they basically are tying her up. They're going to drop her into a thing of of water, and there's a trick lock, and she'll be able to get out. She'll be able to slip the ropes and get out within a minute. Which has always cracked me up because this isn't this isn't Ricky Jay's trick at all. Like it's not all Piper Parabo. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, is yeah, he's just the one doing the the. Um, I mean, she's the Houdini here. Right. You know? She is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so she uh, and and off stage uh, with with an axe and a, and a stopwatch is is Michael Caine who plays Cutter who builds these uh, these trick. Uh, he's things. an ingenue. Yep. Yeah, Anjanu, which I always thought was something else, but um, I did too, actually. Yeah, I thought well, Piper Parabo is an Anjanu, is what I would have thought, or 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 Scarlett Johansson would be an art, but uh, no, but yeah, no, that's what, yeah. But that makes sense actually, because Fallon is an Anjanu. Fallon his Anjanu, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like basically he's the he's the um, he he's your Mickey in your corner. You know he's he's uh, he's teaching you how to use the tricks of the trade and all of that. So uh, can I stop us for one second? Yes, go right ahead, Jason. You or both of you? Do you guys want to bring up the clues that are dropped during these scenes now, or go back over these scenes later with the cool clues that are dropped? Because there's a big one dropped at the beginning of this. Let's one. go oh. back. Actually, will we be able to remember? Because there's a lot. There are a lot. Well, one of the lines here at the beginning of it, thats it doesn't give a whole lot away, but um, Borden says we were just two young men trying to make it in the magic world. And then you're introduced to Borden and Angiers. But, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I see that. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's that's a good point. That, no, that that's good to bring up. And honestly, I don't know why I'm doing a lot of talking right now. Right. <laughs> this is your guys' movie. Chuck, do you want to take a, do you want to take the baton from me here? <laughs> so sure. Yeah, they 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 show Borden tying the knot on the wrists right. of of Piper Parabu's character. I forget her name. Um, and he slips the knot. Whatever that means. He he like drops it or does something weird with it when well, he's trying I, to tie it. He just ties a different type of knot. She and she's got to be able to slip. She's got to be able to slip the knot. And right. um, there's specific knots that are wet knots and not wet knots. And right. and the one that 
Michael Caine wants him to tie is a wet knot, which is easier to slip. slip. But uh, Christian Bale says that his knot um, is tighter, but it still it can still be slipped, but it looks tighter. It looks more convincing. And she won't fall off the, the hook. Right, yeah. But I think he ties the right knot this time, I think. But it doesn't matter. She, she he, escapes. He, he tied it too tight, I think, is what they bitched about him. Maybe, that yeah. Time. I think that's yeah. what they were bitching to him about after this one. But she escapes, and it creates a little bit of tension between the three mm-hmm. main characters. Um, Michael Caine is kind of hilarious in this scene, the way he's yelling and everything. Backstage, he's great every scene yeah. in this movie. Yeah, he really he's is. always yelling or telling someone they're an idiot or ushering people out of areas or whatever. But after the after this trick, Borden is saying, it's not enough. We need to be pressing. We need to be... Magicians need to push the envelope, basically. And he keeps doing the same shit. And Kane is arguing with him that what he's doing is working with him. And Jeers is very quiet during this whole scene, which I always found interesting. He doesn't really say anything. Um... Because it turns out later he's the one that really freaks out about pushing the envelope and figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. But um, ultimately, Kane says, you know, there's a Chinaman who does a show down the street. If either of you, I want you both to go there. If either of you can figure out the trick, I'll give you 10 minutes of stage time with the great whoever. I can't remember the person's name. But, well, uh, Ricky J was Milton. Is that right? Milton? Yes, Milton the Magician. Uh, Milton yeah. the Magician. Yeah. There is a there is another clue in this scene too, and they they uh, might it might be Hugh Jackman challenges um, Christian Bale on you know would well you know what about what do you, what's so great what do you, what trick do you have up your sleeve or whatever you know and he's like well no one else can do my trick. Oh right. right. So he's already kind of telegraphing the fact that you know he has a unique situation. That, uh, yep, he also he, he's also pushing quite a bit for um, for a bullet catch, which yes. Michael Caine is absolutely against. Right. Right. Thank because you. that can very easily backfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bullet catch. Um, the point there is that uh, what you do is you have. Um, you have someone kind of load a gun, but in a specific way that they don't realize that you're you're able to kind of remove uh, the bullet remove from the, the bullet from the gun yeah but but um uh, any anybody can kind of slip something in there like you could yep. get somebody who is you know coming from from the uh, the audience who might slip like a screw in there or something and, and a button totally, they said as little as a button even a button yeah 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 um, yeah pretty much anything that gets propelled out of the gun becomes becomes deadly becomes, <laughs> yes right yes. So yeah. so yeah, bullet bullet catches are pretty dangerous, um, but they bring people in as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so they go to see um, yeah they go to see the the Chinese magician, and this is kind of this is a really interesting scene because um, what the magic that he's doing isn't necessarily flashy. But for two trained magicians, they're mystified by it. They can't because figure it out. They can't figure it out. And, and, and because of the physical uh, demands that the trick has and that the man doing it seems to be a frail individual who wouldn't be right. able to, to, to 
to well, execute Hugh, Hugh, Jackman, Hugh Jackman can't even carry a fishbowl without water in between his knees right to to make it appear you know uh, the way that he thinks that it works he can't he just cannot fathom how this little old man who's hunched over who can barely walk is able to do it he's i think he even says something like um uh, so he 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 says something about like the the strength he must have in his thighs or something like that. Right. Yeah. This is another moment where you start to see a um, divergence in the two characters, um, where you know Christian Bale does figure it out. He looks at the old man and he, and he looks at him getting kind of loaded very gingerly into his carriage, and he says, "That's the trick." Right. Uh, this 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 guy isn't really this frail essentially he's this is total devotion to his craft because yeah. Hugh, Jackson, Hugh Jackman can't believe it he's like well he's never been spotted in public any other way he can't understand anything that goes beyond the stage that's right. his whole problem the entire movie mm-hmm. well he lacks Christian- that he lacks imagination right um he's a showman but he lacks imagination whereas Christian Bale is the exact opposite Christian Bale has total devotion he'll do anything he can for the trick and and for the um for the craft, but he has no showmanship. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's got no charisma. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, in equal measure, they're able to entertain because of their strengths, but, but neither one of them has the whole package. So they would be better off working together, but that's not going to happen because of what happens next. Right. So this so, movie is basically told it's told in in um, a nonlinear fashion too, um, it, because it jumps from the present in which uh, Christian Bale is on trial, mm-hmm. um, and it's being told through essentially through journals, mm-hmm. right in the past. Um, so that's that's important to note as well because there's trickery made with each other's journals too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, basically, you know, at the, at the start of the movie, you know, Christian Bale is a little bit more of a grifter. You, you get the impression that he's a little bit more of a grifter. He's a little bit more of a loner. He, uh, does not have much going for him other than the desire to be the best. Whereas, uh, Hugh Jackman seems to be maybe a little bit more mature. You know, he's got he's, he's, he's affluent. Got a, he comes yeah. from money. He's yeah, all that. You know, he's got he's got a wife. He's a little bit cleaner in in his presentation, or at least how he presents to the public. Um, he he's seems much more to, conservative in his approach to things. He's not yes. reckless. Yeah, um, he yes. seems to to probably have. Um, more of the trust of Michael Caine too. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Because he tends to listen to Michael Caine, whereas um, Christian Bale seems to be kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. As another clue. Well, he has his own. Yeah, he has his own ideas of, of right. what what works. In yeah, he's all over the place. That is true. Yeah. So he. Um, so there's another performance. They're going to do the same trick. They're going to drop Piper Parabo into the uh, water. The, and um, everybody has basically lectured um, Border, who's uh, Christian Bale, 
to tie the the goddamn proper knot. And there's a little bit of tenseness when he's tying her hands because her hands are more important than her feet. <laughs> right. You know, it's like it doesn't really matter what how her feet are necessarily tied. It's really important how her hands are tied. And yeah, because she's got she's got to slip that knot, otherwise she can't pick the lock. Yeah, right. But yep. she, he's tying the knot, and she nods at him, like "Go ahead, yeah. do it." Basically, she's on board. I think with the 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 tighter knot. Right or whatever, yeah. Whatever. Well, you I mean, get the sense that she's the yeah. Like I said before, she's the Houdini. She's the one who's like she wants to challenge herself. You right. Know? She's she's the actual like illusionist on the escape stage. Escape artist. Right yeah. yeah. At least for artist. this. Yeah. Yeah. At and least she's for this probably way. the most talented of them all, potentially. At least from an escape artist standpoint. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. She gets dropped in. Uh. Michael Caine starts the stopwatch. Minute passes. He bum rushes the stage with the axe to cut her out, and she's drowning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does drown, which essentially at this point completely and totally destroys whatever Angier was. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point, he cannot see past the fact that, you know, Borden, or Borden, wait, is it? It's Borden. 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 Borden, yep. yeah, that's right. I said border earlier. Borden is um, completely and totally—he's um, a wild card. You you can't trust him. And when something that you could—I mean, this is kind of a universal thing. Like if, if there's if there's any danger involved in anything that you do, you cannot not trust the person that you're working with. Um, and when they go to the funeral, he asks, "Hey." Uh, Borden, what what knot did you tie? And he can't answer. That's another important clue. He says, "I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know." Yeah, I, I don't know what what I tied. Yeah. And um, it's not I don't like, remember. It's I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. Um, so they kind of go their separate ways. So that's pretty much Act One at that point, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I yeah. can't remember. I think now after Act One, they show. Angier's going to Tesla. And we don't exactly know. Somewhere in this portion, they show Angier's going to Tesla. He, he um, shows up in Colorado Springs, and he's surprised to see that the entire town has electricity. Yep. It looks beautiful. Like, that is one of my favorite just establishing shots in the movie is yep. the town of Colorado Springs with all looking the, down into the yeah, valley yeah. and all the lights coming on. And oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that in the 19th century seeing that? I mean, some people, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's real magic when you think, you know, for, for, right. for people who don't have any understanding of the science and the fact that the science was so new. I mean, you have, you know, Tesla and Edison were modern wizards in many ways. Right. They were, they created, they're like the, the creators of fire in some ways, you know. Yeah, and Edison, <laughs> and, railed, yeah. Edison and railed against Tesla so hard that he has to hide up in a mountain, you know. Yeah, Edison, oh, had very <laughs> Edison had very powerful friends like um, uh, Henry Ford and, and others. Um, he he was definitely plugged in. He knew how to play the politics plugged of in. what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tesla Tesla obviously was also a foreigner um, and didn't yep. have didn't have that. But 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 by all accounts, by many accounts, Tesla was the more brilliant mind. He just was um, unable to 
to um tesla was not a showman he was like bored right right yes they, they they're very much alike in that way whenever yes. they show tesla's experiments they're very scary you know oh, they're like, loud and they yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine turning on a, a light switch and <laughs> yeah, it's just to get a fucking light in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's amazing, though, because um, I, I guess the novel plays up on that a lot more of the parallels between those two. And then um, that's some. Yeah, I do, too. Um, but uh, it's, it's just interesting because, you know, most of Tesla's ideas, like alternating current things are what became the standard bearer of electricity, you know, even to this day. And, and and Edison's were not are not you know um, right it's Tesla that has statues in Niagara Falls not Edison right yeah. but when people think of like, the father of electricity they still think of of Edison he's the first person who comes to mind so right. his his people misappropriate still to this day misappropriate um, Tesla's legacy as Edison's which is a shame yeah um, yeah anyway. So, so yeah, Andrew, so again, we're we're kind of playing with that that shifting time frame too, because it's at this point in the story. Yeah, you're right. I think he, that's when you first see him showing. He's got a limp. He's walking with a cane. Um, he's not walking with Michael Caine. Yeah. He's, um, you know, there seems to be more desperation. He's on a Andrew. fucking mission now. He's on right. a mission. Yeah. But then it also switches around back to before then, but not, you know, where he's um, trying to figure out how to basically get over uh, his wife's death. And then uh, also on meanwhile, Borden is uh, playing small shows to not much uh, fanfare. Yeah. So right. so Angiers gets turned away by Edison or by Tesla at this point. Um, Angiers has a new assistant. Scarjo is his new assistant. Michael Kane is still working for him. So right. we realize at this point that Borden has been basically shunned from the group. Yeah. Nobody wants to work with him anymore. Michael Kane hates him. Um, it seems at that point anyway. Oh yeah. And like you said, he's doing small shows, but he did get the 10 minutes on stage um, that he was promised. I think maybe not, but the, the scene that you alluded to earlier where the magician makes the bird disappear. Yeah. When he, oh, I think I think he's working with just maybe he is just some weirdo at yeah. that point. Yeah. And yeah, because that is his, his Rebecca Hall, his wife. It, yep. Right, and that's and also this is kind of like playing like this is like a band playing at a local tavern. You know, it's like that's this real small. It's you know, it's it's the um, it's the restaurant table to table magician almost except yeah, it's for like, it's, it's like the a, a, that shows up at the library you know for the yeah you're right it definitely was right. yeah 10 minutes it definitely yeah. wasn't that but this but, is a cool scene because it has a nice clue in it as well um the magician as we see early in the movie this cage trick kills the bird and yeah, you just got to have a bunch of birds on on hand, uh -huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. this cage trick kills the bird, and then you bring another bird out. And Borden is watching his wife during the scene, who has her nephew. And they, you know, they do the trick, and the, this boy just starts crying. Yeah. Like crying. He's wise to the trick. Yeah. Even when they bring the bird back, he's like, "But where's his brother?" Yeah. You know, and 
and Borden is, pays particularly close attention to this. He's like, here's a kid who's seeing right through this trick. Mm-hmm. So he tries to go up to him and show him the bird and be like, see, he's still here. He's fine. You know? And he's like, no. <laughs> <Not fine>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> he knows what he saw. Yeah. Right. And he, and he, he's smart enough to know like the mind of a child, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, there's, he, he sees he, through the he, bullshit. He sees through it. He, he sees what he saw, and there's no magic here that brought this bird back. He's right. He's a mind is very, very, um, uh, you know, applied to to reality. He's like, no, there's no, right. there's no magic. There's there's a trick, but yeah, um, and I yeah, I do think that Christian Bell finds that fascinating. Yeah. He's like, okay, you know, how can I can make a trick? He's got a trick already in his mind that can't be replicated and that can have. Um, that is going to truly blow people's minds, right? Right. Like, how do I make someone disappear and reappear in a way that is impossible to to decipher? Yeah, where you can't say the original is dead. The original right. is dead. This is right. this is not the original that's reappearing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's still, you know, he's still doing, you know, just back alley magic kind of crap. He's doing a bullet catch routine. Um, and that's something very happened, very important happens at the bullet catch routine that he's doing. Um, he asks for a volunteer from the crowd, and the thing that uh, that Michael Caine always warned about happens: the person that comes up from the crowd has um, ulterior motives, and that just happens to be Angier, a very yeah. poorly disguised, disguised. Angier. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and uh, and he. You know, Christian Bell realizes too soon what's about to happen. Angier takes aim and fires at Christian Bale and um, shoots his fingers. Fallon, off. Fallon saves him though. Fallon comes over from the side and yeah. like, pushes Angier's arm. So Fallon is basically Borden's right hand man. Yeah, um, he's his ingenue as he calls him, and Borden just has his hands up like, "Okay, I'm I'm dead." Mm-hmm. And Fallon comes over and hits his arm, which shoots off his. To, I think his pinky and his yeah his pinky and his, his uh, ring finger ring yeah. finger yes so, yes uh, from his hand it's his uh, is is it his left hand I think it's his left hand I think I think so I can't remember. yes it's definitely his left hand but then um, uh, at this point as well he's married uh, to Rebecca Hall there's a couple really really good clues um, around this time when Rebecca Hall tells um, tells him. Christian Bale that she's pregnant. Uh, Christian Bale says something along the lines of, "Oh, we should have told Fallon." Yep. Um, very important clue. And um, he says we're having a baby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. There's then also the clue where uh, there's a little bit of time passes after his his hand is shot, and um, uh, it's bleeding again. And Rebecca Hall is bandaging it, and she's like, "I don't understand why it's how why is this bleeding it's again? Still, still bleeding again? Yep, exactly." Um, uh, yeah, she also a, often asks him yes. to uh, if if he loves her, mm-hmm. and she says, "Well, today you do. Mm-hmm. No, you right. don't always, because I can see it in your eyes. You don't There's some always, days when you're you more in love with magic. Yeah. yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Good clues. Um, so then, at this point, the rivalry has gone has gone to the place of the extreme. Um, right. They're they're at this point willing to harm one another, to one up one another. It's yep. not just a matter of who's got the best best trick. It's a matter of um, really who lives and who dies in a lot of ways. 
But, but at this it's around point, this time that, yeah, uh, go ahead, Chuck. I was just going to say that Michael Caine goes to Angiers and they set up. I don't know if this is what you're going to talk about next, but <clears throat> Michael Caine gets Angiers an act, basically. Um, a bit, in a big auditorium. In a big auditorium with a new trick where a bird won't be harmed, right? They they devise this cage trick because Borden's like, or Angiers is like, I don't want to kill any birds. Yeah, he is, well, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to get your hands dirty if you want to. Yeah, and that, which is a very important line in this movie. Um, <clears throat> but they devise this trick where the bird has a thread like tied around its leg. <clears throat> Excuse me, somebody else take over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't quite understand the, the full mechanics of how they pull this off, but the long and short of it is that they're able to do the, the cage, the bird cage trick where they collapse cage on the bird without the bird being right. killed. The bird, he, they can fling the bird out with the string right? and then bring it, and it brings and, him behind his back, basically. And bring the actual same bird back. Right. Um, um, and he's like, well, I thought you said that I would have to get my hands dirty. And it's like, well, I was just, I was just proving that you could. Yeah. In, in yeah. a very Michael Caine way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always with the advice, that Michael Caine. Yeah, always with the advice, that that darn Michael Caine. Um, no, it's uh, Michael Caine is one of my favorite characters in this movie just because it's probably just because it is Michael Caine, to be honest with you. He's so um, matter-of-factly in a lot of ways, um, and he's very um, – it's one of those things where it's like, well, you're going to do what I tell you, and then I'll tell you why you're doing what I tell you later because, you know, you don't need to know that right now or whatever. Um, he's the he's the one who's wise. Um, right. He's been around the block. He's seen it all. He's he knows every trick and how it's done. Right. Um, and sometimes you don't you you sometimes you just don't have to. Um, sometimes you just don't have to to ask questions. Just yeah. Just do it, and then get comfortable with it, and then. Uh, I'll tell you why we did it this way later. I like that Michael Caine gets to go be full on Cockney in this movie too. Like, yeah. Christopher Nolan's like, just do, just do you, man. You know, yeah. and, and there was no, there was no studio note or no director who said you need to tone that down. He gets, he gets to be <laughs> his, his Cockney, you know, self, um, totally unfiltered, which I love that. But, um, so then, yes. So now, um, uh, Borden, he sees this trick, and it's like, all right, well, <laughs> I got something that can that can beat that, right? And that's when he starts to unveil the the, the transporting man, right? Which is now, this... but b- before he does that, though, he kills the bird. Oh yes, he comes. He yes, you're right. There's a very very important scene. Um, he does the same thing that um angier did to him he comes up on stage posing as a member of the audience and he he um uh, collapses the cage sabotages the trick collapses the cage onto angier's fingers yeah and there's no no he misses he misses angier's hand he he crushes the fingers of of one of the volunteers which gets him fired yeah for harming the the guests yeah 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 yes yes indeed so now you have it. You've, they've they've now essentially sabotaged one each other. Each other. It's a full on, you know, malicious rivalry of. At session. this point, I I wrote 
the note, this is magical spy versus spy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. But this is, this is again, this is Tesla and Edison. I mean, this is, you know, Thomas Edison sending his spies to... His goons. His goons, yeah, to, to fuck with Tesla's shit. You know, it's the smear campaigns that Tesla, you know, put out into the media about about Tesla's um, uh, inventions. Yeah, so this is, you know, this is very directly paralleled in their story and also in the story of, of other magicians. I can't remember the names of the, the two magicians, but that's a... These two characters are, um, I think it was a levitation um, illusion that two magicians in the 19th mm. century competed over in kind of the same way, trying to steal point, each other's trick and that, yeah. My, I, I want to mention my daughter loves this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to hear some of her, you, you said that you had some notes or something? Yeah, she her? never really, she never wrote the notes that I wanted her to, but I recall some of her comments and... At this point, she was like, would people in the past really do this to one another? Like, would magicians Ugh. do this to one another? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, a lot of people throughout history have tried to sabotage one another. And I think there were less rules back then, so people could get yeah. away with it a lot. And she was kind of mystified by that. Um, oh, she yeah, also, I mean, this is kind of like Wild West rules, you know. Yeah. It's like, the the you know, it's kind of the... Um, uh, law enforcement came from the specter of a gun, right? Not from not from law, right? Know? Right. Yeah. It was a threat. Of, yep. Yeah. Um, but she also picked up. She pointed out a few clues that I won't mention right now. But I think there are so many in this movie that I forget them a lot. <laughs> but specifically, when when Borden said, "I don't know," sure. Um, after that scene where that you know. Andrews was asking about the knot. She was like astutely pointed out exactly why that was, <laughs> you know? And I was like, Oh yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that. <laughs> right. But yeah. right. Because when I first, you know, when I first saw that scene, it's like, um, you know, I was just thinking, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he, he's showing humanity in one way and he is, he just doesn't know. He just simply doesn't know. And because he knows that maybe there's no answer that's going to bring any solace anyway. That's how I just kind of took it. But yeah, I mean, right. that, that uh, obviously knowing the, 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 uh, the prestige, if you will, then yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's the brilliance of this movie is Jason brought up in the past to take a brief segue is that every time you're given the answer in this movie it seems like a genuine reaction from a character not a ruse necessarily mm -hmm. right well, and that's what very, i love about it we have a very pivotal moment coming up where that is illustrated. yes yes um, so so the transporting man is the trick that uh christian bale has unveiled it's the trick that he alluded to earlier in the movie that um only he can do his trick and um, it's very simple. Uh, he's doing he's doing um, you know bullet catch tricks and everything and and just other stuff. And people just aren't aren't really liking it anymore. It's like okay, okay, you know here's what you've come for. Oh, he's doing the rings, right? He's like oh, trying yeah, to pat yeah, yeah, yeah. he's trying to pat out his act at this point. And then is there everybody's kind of like ah oh, boo whatever. And he's like all right, all right, you know I've got a trick for you. And he um, there's two boxes, um, basically door frames on the stage. Um, but they're boxes, and he um, he gets he walks into one, and as he walks into one, he he throws a ball 
down towards the other box that's on the other side of the stage. He walks into one box and then immediately walks out of the other. Um, and you don't actually see the whole trick the first time they show it, which is I find interesting. It you know interesting. what you know what the prestige is in that trick, but they don't actually show it. Um, your your imagination just just picks it up. It's like oh, I, I think that's because this is the turn in the movie. I think that's why you don't see the full trick. You yes. see the man disappear and he's gone. Right. Absolutely. This is the turn. We, we are yep. we are into the turn for sure. So they don't show um, the prestige. For so they don't show the I prestige think. yet. Yep, I totally agree. Um, yeah. But it then cuts to um, Michael Caine, Hugh Jackman, and Scarlett Johansson all discussing the trick. Right. And Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman calling, and you're calling it the greatest trick he's ever seen. Um, right. And, and, how well and does Cutter he deliver that is, line to? Perfect. Sorry. Yeah. You believe so it. Great. You absolutely yeah. believe it. Yeah. And this and is this where Cutter you start is going like, two things. This is yeah. the point where you take Angier's. Mm-hmm. curiosity over the trick is what makes this movie. If you don't believe he's genuine, the movie falls apart here. Yeah. But if you well, believe him, if you're on, if you believe his sincerity here, then you can carry on in the film. Yeah. Sure, if that makes sense. Right. Because this is the moment where, where Michael Caine says, well, I know he does it. You know, Michael, Michael Caine's seen every trick. He's like, I know he does right. it. He has a, he has a double. Right. And, um, and this is where then Scarlett Johansson steps in and she says, it's not a double. Um, he wears he a padded glove. Wears a padded glove, right? And they both have it. They both are missing, you know, fingers. One walks in, and the other walks out, and it's the same person with the same missing fingers. Um, and Hugh Jackman is like convinced it's not a double. And his right. conviction—you're right, Chuck—sells the rest of the movie for me because this is where you believe in the reality, or you believe in magic. Right. 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 Um, who Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to call? Um, and then the rest of the movie is about is essentially about um, the rest of um, Borden's fall at the hands of, of essentially sabotage and and, and trickery. <coughs> Excuse me. And then um, uh, Hugh Jackman Hedgier's obsession with finding what you might call real magic or really just trying to figure out how Borden does his trick. It's all he really wants to know. He wants to know how he did it. He wants to replicate it and make it better because he knows he's the better showman. Yeah. And he could make he could take that same trick and make it huge. So now I think it, this may have happened shortly before in the story, but Christian Bale has been convicted. Borden's been convicted, and he is in jail awaiting execution, basically. And. <clears throat> An act. I can't remember the the guy's name. Someone comes to visit him, and oh, said it's Roger a, Reese. <clears throat> from, Roger uh, Reese. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Robin Colcord from from uh, Cheers. <laughs> yes, yes. He's also in multiple other things as well. But he uh, he introduces another character, a new character, Lord Caldwell, who who wants Inge, or Borden's tricks before he dies. Um, he's a collector. He's a collector. So he offer in in return for his tricks, he offers Angier's journal to Bale. And I think at this point they start going back and forth in the journals, like you had mentioned earlier, Jeff, of reading sections of the journal. Um, I think one of the first entries that Angier's had is about the knots, and he says his mind is divided. 
mm-hmm. which is also like a very important clue. Like, how can you not remember which knot you tied? Um, but I think it goes from that scene back to. I don't even know. Next, I get confused. This the timeline <laughs> in this movie will still like messes me up sometimes as to what. Yeah, I mean, basically, what. what what you have here at this point is you have the present where uh, where Borden has Angier's journal and he is reading about his rival's obsession with him, almost as if he's. Um, kind of taking pride in it. He gets a chuckle out of it for sure. He gets, yeah. It, it's like, well, I really, I, you know, I really, really pwned him. Yep. You know, and then he's, um, and then you've got the growing of Angier's true stage presence, where he now has has his own transported man, to which. Uh, uh, you know he's obsessed with actually how Borden is doing it, but Cutter tells him you're just going to do it my way until we find out. Right, right. Truth. It's we're like that's how it's going to. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to hire a double. Scarlett Johansson finds that double. He's a stinking drunk actor mm-hmm. um, with a with an overbite. He's Hugh Jackman with Freddie Mercury teeth. This is yep. a great. This is a great performance by uh, yeah Hugh Jackman as this guy. Yeah. And he is, um, so they use him. His trick is they have doors that are further apart. And what he does is he throws his top hat over to the other end of the stage. And then when he throws open the door, he drops through a um, a trap door. door. door And the actor comes out the other side. Yeah. The door opens and a a lift takes the, the actor up. So it's all very seamless, and and you can only see the door frames because they're the door frames are, um, um, you know, you're not looking at the full door; you're only looking at the the frame the side of the so, door, yeah, right? So right. you saw the side of the door, so you see the door open on both sides. So it looks right. like there's no place to hide. Yeah, right. It's it's and definitely so, it definitely it is a more showmany version of this trick. Yes, yes. and uh, and what he does is when he comes through the door, because because it's all in the same motion too. Everybody's moving from right to left. As he comes through the door, he catches the hat. Yeah. Um, awesome and trick. It is. Yeah. And, and the, the presentation of this is, it's like, I remember seeing it. It's like, I audibly, audibly said, well, that's cool. You know, <laughs> like, that's pretty dang cool. Um, so then, um, but the problem is, is that Angier is in the basement. He's below stage. He, doesn't he, can't, get he is not getting the, the applause. He's taking his bow from under the stage. And it bothers him. Because he knows that Borden is getting – he's getting the applause directly from the audience. Right. He's convinced that Borden he's goes in that door that. and comes out the other one. Right. So he is now like, yeah, it's great. I'm killing it here. People are coming to see my tricks. That's fantastic. But I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm not – you know, it's like it's not um, – I'm not getting the satisfaction out of being the winner. And, well, he and, has a great he has a great line here because Michael Caine's like he's gonna he looks like he's gonna look like your brother, and and he says I don't need him to be my brother. I need him to be me. 
Right. And he also, there's also a uh, statement that was said earlier where it's like, um, you know, nobody cares about the person in the box. They only care about the person who comes back. Right. To which Scarlett Johansson at one point says, I care about the man in the box. And I was like, why, hello. Hello. <laughs> Our, uh, little Alice in Chains for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not what I was thinking of. I know. I know. Point, then at this point, he, um, he sends Scarlett Johansson to be his spy, essentially. Cause he's, yeah, he, he basically he's like, is just like, you're, you're going to go and get it. And she's like, but what about, you know, what about, she says at one point, what about your wife? He's like, I don't give a fuck about my wife. Yeah. Right. At which this point is, she realizes I only care about lost. his secret. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this he's is lost. where this is where he has kind of become like Borden, where he cares more about the magic than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so this was where now I, I'm going to interject here because this was where I was starting to falter a little bit with this movie because it's like I don't really like the characters. Um, the characters I liked best were um, Scarlett Johansson, because, you know, they, they pretty much, I mean, like she's a very interesting character because she's very whip smart, very street smart, but you know, Michael Caine just kind of shows up one day with her and it's like, well, she doesn't have any experience, but she'll do because she's pretty. Well, she's probably a hooker. Right. And, um, but she's also pretty smart. She's very supportive. Um, and she kind of gets tossed to the side. Rebecca Hall is just the tortured woman that, so there's some depth there, but then I was beginning to realize at this point, it's like, I'm not exactly sure what our two main characters have. If they aren't, uh, if you take away one's drive to be the best and the other's revenge, I was starting to falter on finding what their actual personalities were. Well, yeah, and I think that's important to the to the movie as well as to how you follow it because one the only likable main character is Borden, and you only like him half the time. Well, the funny thing is, is I didn't like him any of the time. I actually I despised the Christian Bale character. Well, I think uh, that's even even in half of his scene. I yes. think because of because the way I, he is I thought, half of the time, it makes you hate him all the time. But if you well, take the two halves. You know what I, I agree mean? With that. Yeah, I agree with I'm, that. I think if you start, try to start to separate the men, you realize that there there is one person who is tragic, and the other person who is who is obsessive and um, and selfish. I, I, and this goes back to I, the I two men that Christian that. Bale was talking about in the beginning. That are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can agree with that. However. Um, this movie, the problem is, is that the movie kind of paints itself into a box, <laughs> and um, I think it gets out wonderfully. At the well, end, the problem is, is when it comes out, I'm not on board anymore, and I think it's contrived. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it lost me before; it was losing me before, and then when it when it reveals its its trick, I'm like. Okay, this is not the movie I signed up for. I have a challenge for you, and we, we will go on talking about the movie. But go back and watch the movie, knowing what you know now, again, and I think you will value one of the characters a lot more. Uh, I don't think I'll watch this movie again. That's the thing. It's like I don't, I don't want to spend another two hours with it. Damn. You know? No, I mean it's not that. I, but again, it's like uh, I don't hate this movie. I just don't. It's it's one of those. 
it's one of those Christopher Nolan movies that I don't really care about. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to watch it again. But it's but I mean again I understand why people like it, and I under, but um, so. I, I think we need we need to explain why Christian Bale's on trial. Yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, we see um, we see Hugh Jackman die doing his trick, and it's believed that it is Borden's fault. And I knew at that moment, it's like, well, he's not dead. You know, it's like I, there was, and I was like, okay, I know he's not dead. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like watching a trick, right? I know when I put the ace of spades back into the, uh, to the, to the card deck, Motorhead's going to find it <laughs> and is going to reveal it to me. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, you've been told multiple times that he won't be dead. I think you're supposed to understand that Angiers right. is not right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. This- I agree. I don't think it's any shock that, um, the, the Lord or whoever that's pulling the strings at the end isn't. Right. But yeah. what I'm saying is, yeah. is that this is the magic trick, right? You know what the end of the magic trick is. You know it. You know it when you're, you know, you know that when you're called up on stage um, to to do whatever this thing is with whatever this thing is, you know what the person's going to do. It's it's the tricking you and how much you you come along on that journey that is what gets you to like that trick. You know, you you already know the beginning and the end. It's everything in between, is whether or not you're going to be mystified by it, or if you're going to be like, okay, yeah, that's great. You you pulled a quarter out of my ear or whatever. Right, it's but like, you're not supposed to be mystified by this trick. I don't think the intention is to mystify you with Angiers at all. It's a ruse that the movie is pulling to make you be mystified by something else. But but every magic trick is a ruse. No, I know that. I know. So, uh, I think I think it's not a ruse. I think it's misdirection. Yeah, but again, it's, every magic trick's a misdirection. Either you right. like it or you don't. But you but, but, the, but but misdirection is what is what is makes it able f- to make the real prestige or the real trick happen, right? And there's a lot of there's a lot of you can call them twists in a movie, and there's a lot of them in this movie. Um, you know, you could say that Hugh Jackman not actually dying is a twist and you could say that the nature of hugh jackman's new transporting or the real transporting man or whatever they call it new transporting man is a twist right but for me the twist is 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 borden right um that's the real prestige in this movie um and everything every clue in this movie is pointing at that thing yes but all this other stuff is misdirecting you away from it so while, while simultaneously the magic telling of this movie, yeah, but it simultaneously is telling you that that's oh, what's yeah. happening. That's too. what I'm saying. Every well, clue, yeah. every clue is pointing to to what it really is. But but again, all this other stuff that's happening yeah. is misdirecting yeah. you away from thinking that. Did all. you? Because okay, you, fo- you start following Angier's obsession, you start following right. you know his in the Tesla box and and all of this, and you think, oh, this is the thing. It's not the thing yeah. at all. It's right. really fucking cool. But it's and not then you, thing. you also realize that Borden had visited Tesla and asked him to build a machine similar to what Angiers wants. Mm-hmm. And this is why Angiers goes there in the first place is because he's following the journal of Borden. 
or so. so yeah, it's, uh, yeah or at so some point you assume that that Borden had a similar type of machine at some point because he asked Tesla to build it for him. Right. So I think I think we need to get to the two big twists then. Yeah. Um, So, okay. Tesla never owns and Tesla is played by David Bowie, which is which is fantastic. I'm not going to there's I need I need a weirdo. To play a weirdo, <laughs> he was awesome. He was yeah. awesome. There's, well, I think Nolan said there's, there was no one else in the world he, sure. could, he could imagine, which he's absolutely right. I need absolutely. a real wizard for this role. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and while we're talking about that, we should point out the opening scene of this movie is uh, the woods littered with top hats. Top yes. hats. Um, so he says, uh, "Here's here's a machine. Here's what I want." Um, Andy Circus is um, Tesla's like assistant or whatever. It's like his little Igor. And um, he's like, um, they, he never cops to actually ever building the machine. He just says, okay, well, I'll take your money and I'm going to build you this machine. Um, he, but he also, like Tesla, doesn't un- unveil his secrets either because he, uh, he's, he's delaying him. He's not saying why he's delaying him. He's he's kind of not uh, revealing his own secrets, which is you know, mis- uh, I mean that that's that makes sense because he's um, also kind of doing everything that he does based on Angier's money too, because he's lost funding from everybody because um, Edison has kind of tightened the vice, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he he says, okay, I got your machine. Here, put your hat here. And he does a bunch of lightning bolts, have, and then nothing happens. And Angiers gets pissed. He's like, wait, you gave me all this money for, or I gave you all this money and it didn't do anything. It's like basically it's all sound and fury and ultimately signifies nothing. Right. <clears throat> they He goes back later and he says, um, and, and Tesla is now going to test it on Andy Serkis' cat. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything. And um, so then Angiers is leaving again, kind of irritated and everything. And here's a cat. And then he sees two cats. Fighting. Yeah. Fighting. And then he realizes that there's a shit ton of, of top hats out in the woods. And at this point, I'm like, oh, man. And sign up for science fiction, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Angiers gets his machine because, and he's able to do this much more fancier transported man where he goes in through the machine, he disappears, and he shows up 50 meters away. It ain't even fancier. It's real. This is sorcery. Yeah, right. He's creating a duplicate of he himself. Is, he is cloning himself, and he does it for 100 nights, basically, or whatever. He right. does it as long as it takes for Borden to show up to kill him. Right, and it's, it's worth people. noting... It's worth noting at this point, too, that Fallon has been visiting Borden in jail with his daughter. He learns that um, Lord Caldwell is going to take his daughter from him. Um, But they have this argument, Fallon and Borden, saying, we're not going to bother him anymore. We're done. So Borden is telling Fallon, do not bother this man anymore. But still, Borden succumbs, right? He, he goes against his own advice, and he goes and checks out Angier's 
new transporting man or whatever they called it. There's a, right. there's uh, a the real transporting this. man, I think, is yeah. what he called it. There's a moment before this that I want to um, that I want to touch on that I find fascinating. And there's it's a little moment in the movie that opens up this whole this whole like line of imaginative thought that uh, my mind went. That I was like, "Ooh, what is that about?" Um, when he's he's got to find a backer for this for this act, uh, Angiers does for the new transporting transported man. Right. And um, uh, Cutter sets up a meeting. This rich to-do guy shows up. They show him the trick, and he says, "You know, he's kind of he's sort of silenced. He's speechless at first, and he says, pardon me, it's very rare to see real magic. It's been many years.' It's like, what's that about? Right? right? <laughs> like that? That is so intriguing to me. That's just one of those little things that where it's like, ooh, that's a whole other movie, right? Like, whoa, that's really cool. And then he says, and I love this part." says you have to dress it up disguise it right so it's you gotta leave doubt yeah Mm -hmm. you gotta leave doubt it's it's important that people don't think that this is actual sorcery that it's still that there's still a trick to it right which uh i love it it's almost it it almost creates a sort of a cult idea in the movie right where you know there's there's this underbelly of something in london or wherever right that that um this guy knows about it's like whoa what does that guy know i just write <laughs> <laughs> that movie jason Break i know it's a, i love it i love that idea it's just oh it's neat <laughs> it, he also um it, it should also be stated also that during this time um supposedly scarlett johansson's fallen in love with christian bale uh christian bale is uh kind of again all over the place um, he's having issues with his marriage and Rebecca Hall kills herself. Yeah. Um, and there, um, at one point, uh, Christian Bale goes to see Scarlett Johansson and she asks about, um, it, um, she asks about, uh, his wife and he's like, I don't want to talk about her. I've never loved her. Yeah, I've never loved her and all of that. And she's like, oh, you know, that's... Um, that's cold, man. Yeah, that's... that's like, uh, yeah, pretty much. You're and no better so, than Angiers. Right. Basically. Because she was in love with Angiers and he sent her away to be away from him to get, you know, to basically act as a spy when that's not really... She didn't like where he was going. And then she that. realized Borden did the same to her, his wife and she didn't want to be around that. Right. So Borden loses both of his women, Angiers has lost his, and now it's just down to them, basically. Right. So, um, so then you see, uh, you know, uh, Borden and uh, Fallon have been, uh, you know, kind of basically spying the situation. It's like every night they take this big box someplace. Um, you know, what's that all about? And um, he. Um, he then goes to the show a couple of times, I think, before he actually gets backstage. And um, there is, a, well, never mind. That uh, that was going to be a wrong a wrong comment. So never mind. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, I was thinking there was another clue here, but that's not true. Um, so anyway, so they, um, so he, that's when it kind of catches up to the beginning of the movie where he sees the uh, he sees him disappear he knows he's going through a trap door 
but how is he showing up in the balcony and review, you know, or whatever. And so, um, you know, and he sees, oh my God, he's dropping into this tank of water. We've got a, you know, where's the key to the lock? Where's the, you know, all of that. And he tries to get much like how, uh, Michael Caine tried to get Piper Parabo out of the tank that she was drowning in. Uh, he tries to get, uh, he tries to get Angier out of the tank, but he dies. And, and here's here's something that confuses me about this film. Maybe the one thing that confuses me about this film. Why is Michael Caine throughout the trial say that Borden was watching him die? He literally says, I saw him watch him drown. But in reality, he was trying to save him. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think it could be... It could be that he didn't actually see him, right? Or did he? He grabbed the axe from him. He came he down him. there. And, yeah. So well, I don't know. I, if he... Yeah. No, I wonder at this point in time, is he. Um, yeah. Because he. Yeah, that's a, that there's there's a, the, yeah, I don't I don't know either. Chuck. It's important to note, though. And uh, Kane had never been downstairs behind right, the he, doesn't, he doesn't know the trick he doesn't so know he doesn't done. know that the box is there every time so he has an assumption that 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 borden put the box there to right. trap right Angiers. and maybe he had a you know it could, it could be explained away as a second thought or a second you know um, he decided he was going to save him he didn't want to kill him anymore right. but he still in fact murdered him so that right. makes michael kane's mind is there's no other reason for that tank to be there Right, yeah. right, because yeah. it has. They have history with it, too. Right. It's the same yes. tank that Andrew's right. wife died in. Yeah, so that there's another thing that was said at uh, Piper Parabo's uh, um, funeral, where um, you know, where Michael Caine says, you know, I knew a guy who was uh, had drowned and didn't breathe for five minutes, you know, and he said that it was like coming home. Right. Um, like I think that was meant to be like you know the, the idea of dying was yeah. you know like yeah and, and, and it was she said didn't suffer he, don't worry right. right it was to console him right yeah yeah so I, I say that because that's gonna that's uh, a little bit later it's pretty important so um, so when uh, Lord uh, Lord Caldwell Caldwell yeah, sure. Codlow, I think his name is Codlow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so when he shows up to to get the the artifacts that he's going to take home after all this trial and everything, uh, Michael Caine is there because he wants that he wants that Tesla machine, you know. And and um, uh, Roger Reese is like, well, I can't stop you from speaking your mind if you're here when the guy shows up to take it. So he intends to be there, and he realizes, "Hey, your, uh, you know, your, your, Angiers, uh, Angiers," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, ain't that something?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and basically at that point, I think he reveals to him what the secret was of the machine, and it doesn't sit well with Cutter. Nope, nope. Um, because at the end of the day, <laughs> um. And this is one of the more interesting themes. One of the themes I liked the most, actually, about the movie was that he was so goddamn determined to 
be better than Borden that he was willing to kill himself like a dozen fucking times. A hundred times. A hundred times. times. Yeah. So he, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is that the person he is today is not even the original anymore. The original is long dead. Um, so yeah, it's so, this... so yeah, and, and it also like, um, it, it, uh, brings up the question who's actually taking the bows, right? Who's receiving right. the applause? Yeah. Right. You're still so, below the stage. Yeah. The, the guy who stepped in the machine is still not assumedly getting the bows. Right. He's the man in the box, literally. Yep. Um, and and Scarlett Johansson cares about the man in the box. Yes, she does. Yeah, and, All hundred of them. He's dead. All hundred of them. He's dead. So, um, and also, Borden realizes what's going on because one, they both have left trick uh, trick passages for them in their diaries, which was pretty clever. Um, but then, uh, Lord. Um, Hornblower shows up to say, "Hey, you know, here's your daughter. She's coming home to live with me." So it kind of it becomes a little bit of a um, uh, of a uh, magical lay Miz also. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take your daughter home, raise her. Yep. <laughs> I win, and it makes Borden sound like a stark raving mad crazy person, right? Because it's like that's the guy that I'm here to that that I'm supposedly that I killed, right? Um, and then. Yeah. And then Fallon shows up. And here's a cool scene. He throws him the rubber ball. Yeah. Right when Fallon shows up, he throws the rubber ball to him, mm-hmm. which I'm like, right. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Fallon, like, he's like, you know what you, know what you got to do. We know what we got to, you know, what, what the deal is. Go live your life. Go live all of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so uh, Borden is then hanged. Yeah, let's not go through this too quickly because this is super cool. Gordon goes through another trapdoor, right? When he gets hanged. It's almost like a magic trick. Like he's disappearing through the hole in the floor. Right. And right as that's happening, Michael Caine is talking to to Angiers in the basement of that building. Mm -hmm. And he's basically like, you're an asshole, just to make it short. Yeah, also, by the way, Remember when I said that like drowning is like coming home? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most excruciating thing you'll ever go through. Yeah. You know, it's like that's not yep. what he said. He said it's the most. It was the most terrible thing, or whatever it was. And then he walks out of the building and he sees Fallon, and he gives him a look like a knowing, like, huh? Yeah, he, yeah. Hey, yep. the cap I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, and he came, and uh, it's uh, it's Borden. And yep, he walks out of the shadows, and it's Borden in Fallon's uniform. Right. And he's like, uh, we were, you know, uh, twins, basically. And He's then, like, brothers? Twins? <laughs> yeah. Angiers is, like, shocked. This oh, is the ultimate it's This amazing. is the ultimate prestige, right? Like, he couldn't, he was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Like, the magic trick worked. And it worked on me. Like, I want to ask you now, Jeff, at any point in this movie, did you think Fallon was played by Christian Bale? Yes. You did? Yeah, it was obvious that he was wearing makeup. I wasn't sure until I realized that there were two things. One, it's like, that guy is wearing makeup. 
And I wonder who that is. And then they revealed the clones. And then I remembered Tesla was only the password to get into the, 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 the decipher, the, the code. So he never went to Tesla. They're brothers. Uh, and I walked it back that way and there was still like 45 minutes left in the movie, mm. you know, and it's like, okay. Um, so that was one of my, that, that was why it didn't really, yeah. come, because it's like the whole time it's like, um, now some of the other stuff, like then after that, I thought, oh yeah, that's right. Scarlett Johansson said he always has makeup around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and it's like, okay. To which I agreed at that point with Angier. It's like, yeah, he's always going, he always has need for that, you know, or whatever. So it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, But then after I realized it's like, well, he never saw Tesla. So he's not a clone. He's brother. He's got the makeup. It's yeah. And that guy looks like he's wearing makeup. You're you're not the first person I've heard who's figured it out. And, and they generally are about as lukewarm to it as, as you are because they figured it out. It's almost like me and knives out a little bit, Yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I just knives out you. <laughs> I think I I am uh I'm really bad about watching movies and trying to figure them out a lot. I, I think will this say, movie this movie for me was so engrossing sure. that I didn't try. Yeah. And sure. I think that's important. It was the same way. And that's why I, I think, think to Chuck's point too, um even with the way you you kind of ended up figuring out i do think that if you ever revisit this movie there's a lot there i mean again like i said there's there's a lot to this movie. i mean i've got i've got a big long list of things that i can say yeah i really like that and i really and the experience of watching the movie wasn't excruciating but it's one of those things where it's like um in a in a sort of a way this is a slightly better uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie, right? In my opinion. And when I say slightly better, I mean slightly better than his best. Yeah, you know, like Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is pretty darn good. Right. So you, exactly. don't like, you don't like the Sixth Sense? No, 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 no. I'm saying that this is, um, this is like a slightly... Uh, no, what I should say is, I really like Sixth Sense. This movie is a slightly flashier M. Night Shyamalan, good M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay. The production value is a little higher, is what I mean by that. So okay. I sure. like Sixth Sense better than this movie. But the production value of this movie, I like more than Sixth Sense. <laughs> That's what I mean by it. So gotcha. it's a flashier, more... Um, it's an ensemble film, too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas the Sixth Sense really needs three characters to carry the entire weight and the entire secret of that movie you know right but um we need to unpack a few things though which borden is still alive it's the borden who loves sarah i think so yes uh, who has the daughter father absolutely yeah the real father of the of the child so he gets reunited with his his real daughter Mm -hmm. yes um so he has that his only real fault. And this is what I was talking about earlier was his dedication to the trick that he couldn't be completely honest with his wife, but all in all, he was a good person. His brother was the zealous, um, 
overactor who continued to go after Angiers even after what I don't know their two names. You don't know their two names. Borden says to him, "Do not go after this man anymore. Mm-hmm. We are done. Let's go live our lives." Mm-hmm. Basically, but he loses his brother to his zealousness. So that character, if you can separate them, I think has real value. The other Borden character is kind of an asshole. <laughs> sure, sure. And I will say that I am a little warmer to that in retrospect. Um, but, and, and again, I really, 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 really like the, um, the performances in this movie. I just feel like some of the characters aren't, some of the most important characters aren't quite rich enough to carry exactly all the weight of the, uh, of the themes. Like you almost have to apply some, you have to read, you have to give some of yourself to help them carry the, 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 um, uh, the weight. Uh, yeah, in a I, lot of I, ways, I can understand what you mean a little bit in that regard of, of even by calling it in some ways contrived just because in order for the movie to trick you, even though it's given you a lot of clues, a lot of information along the way, it has to sacrifice something. Right. In order, in order, and, and what it has to sacrifice for you is a is a a moral. And exactly. And and the other thing is also some of that characterization, like to to really get me to Or I shouldn't say immoral, but a, but morality. Right. And for me to have really kind of really, really bite into the idea that there is a good and a bad brother. I needed those scenes where right next to each other where you see them acting very, very opposite of one another. The problem is, is you can't do that. You can't, you can't do, that. do that in the movie. Right. So I'm stuck with the Catch-22 mm-hmm. at that point. I really want something done, but I, would have, I don't know if I would have liked the movie any better because it would have created a new problem. Sure. Um, you know, so um, I look at this a little bit, another Christian Bale movie that, a lot of people like that I didn't. Uh, I look at this a little bit like Ford versus Ferrari, where you have these two characters. One character is the best driver for this circumstance. The other character is the best car builder for this company. And outside of that, you don't know much about them. Mm-hmm. You get flashes of things, but at the end of the day, by all accounts, Ken Miles is not an easy person to work with. And Carol Shelby is making fistloads of money from a company that is uh, you cannot root for in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so what am I left with? Well, I'm left with some pretty cool racing scenes, I guess. That's not enough. Yeah, for me, at least. Uh, but that's... Uh, um, I, don't, I, I would say the Prestige is a much better movie than Ford versus Ferrari, but I get what you're saying. As a, well, as a I, I, yeah, I mean uh, that's just like one of those there's, things. Where there's like a, there's like, a lot more, a lot more layers and depth to the Prestige than absolutely. I'm just Ferrari. saying that like a lot of people say, "Oh my gosh, you root so hard for these people in Ford versus Ferrari." What are you rooting for? Capitalism, you know? <laughs> it's like you're rooting for a, a shitty car company with, run by shitty people to win a race. Who cares? You know, it's like these are shitty people in this movie. I can't root for them. But uh, so in a way, it's like it's it's I'm I, I'm kind of conflating that, right? But 
it's the idea of um, I didn't love these characters. I was missing something from those characters that the movie, for as nice as all of the other uh, uh, stage dressing was, it, you know. But well, that makes this movie interesting to me because it doesn't tell you who to root for ever. No, it doesn't. Until I will the give very, it that. until the very it end, it like hands you a reason to believe in one person a little bit. But the movie itself is a magic trick that way. Yeah, it's like another I was way. Actually, I love it. I was actually rooting for Scarlett Johansson and Rebecca Hall to tell these assholes to get fucked. Well, they <laughs> were know? the better. They were the better people throughout right. most of this movie for sure. Right, and I think that was important again to the characters in their drive. At least one of the Bordens, we'll call him Freddie. I think Freddie was the bad one, um, and Angiers. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think too. If you're gonna tackle themes like this of obsession and and revenge and um, one-upsmanship, um, selfishness, you know that it's kind of hard to come away with many likable characters. Right. But these right. are still stories that that are told and can be told well, and um, and it, it, you know at the end of the day, yeah, maybe everyone was an asshole, but the movie can still accomplish a lot of things, and I think this right, does. sure, yeah, and you know, I mean, that's that's hardly my sure my biggest issue is where I was faltering with the characters, and then I got the the sci-fi cloning stuff, and I was like, okay, no. <laughs> That is, that is a bit of a, a, a right turn, yeah, for sure. Um, I love um, just a couple things. So I don't know if we ever actually mentioned the fact that um, Fallon slash uh, Borden shoots and kills uh, um, out Angier. Angier, yeah, Angier. But before he does so, uh, I love this the moment where Angier asks him which one he was and which one was taking the bows, and he said that we took turns. Yeah, and that just blows Angier's goddamn mind. Yep. Yeah. Right? How could I ever? How could he share that with anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is funny because Angier it's probably would have. Well. Yeah. He probably would have shared that with his wife if she had not died. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything awesome else? Awesome movie, gentlemen. Awesome movie. That's all I want to say. I love it. I I don't. Again, I'm not going to take away you guys. You guys love this movie. Um, uh, it, you know, while it didn't register with me, I'm, I'm do not take that away from you whatsoever. I don't think you're wrong in your belief because there was a lot of things I did like. It's just, you know, didn't work out in the end for me. And then it ends with a Tom York song. So, yes. <laughs> so it's like if I didn't already love it. <laughs> Agreed. So <laughs> cool. All right. Well. Um, Things aren't going to get any lighter no. next week. No, they're not. Um, um, what's next week? Next week is uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys Very in the t- Hood. Very timely. Very timely. Um, um, it's a, yes. It's a very interesting way to tell a very timely and timeless, uh, as it turns out, unfortunately, story. Um, so, yeah. So that, that should be... Um, uh, we might we might be uh, we might say some things that uh, some people may disagree with. We might say some things that um, some people will really agree with, uh, considering current climate of things. Let's just put it that way. 
Yes, indeed. That's me saying, let's get political, assholes. Let's do it. Or if you just want to come around and listen to three middle-aged white men talk awkwardly about um, African-American politics, then that should be entertaining in and of itself. I'm going to stand firm. (laughs) Hopefully with all the right things. (laughs) Do the right thing, Jeff. I'm going to. I'm going to. Cool. All right. All right. Well, then, so, uh, uh, yeah. No, so every Wednesday, new episodes right here, filmseizure.com. You can also find us at uh, Facebook and Twitter at Film Seizure. Uh, we will have um, our shows at the various places where, wherever you like to take your, uh, your podcast. It's kind of like, how do you like to take your tea? There's many different answers. And so do we. We have many different answers. We have podcasts on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, and Spotify. We also upload stuff to YouTube. Um, getting a little bit of traffic over YouTube. I'm kind of hey, digging right. that. Nice. Well, kind of, um, so, yeah, you can do that. Um, Mondays, I have Monster Mondays. Um, I don't know. Let's see what's coming up this. Let's see what's coming up this Monday. Village of the Damned. Ooh, the Ooh, original? Yeah, the original. That's really good. Um, that's a very good one. Then I children in that one, right? Yeah, super yeah. crazy. <laughs> yep. Um, then you've got uh, every Saturday, at least until the end of the year, is Double O Saturdays. Little, little James Bond essays coming from yours truly. And then, um, hey, what do you guys do on Friday mornings? I take a shit. I mean, I read, <laughs> I read B movie Enema. That's, I read B movie Enema. B it's movie better movie. than a. It's better than a squatty potty. I'll tell you yeah. that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drink your coffee Friday mornings. Go hit your your AM shitter. And yeah, uh, usually when I read when I read yeah. B movie Enema, I don't even need my morning coffee to to yeah. have my my daily constitutional. It, it was. <laughs> It's your weekly colonic. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, go over there. Check that out. uh, Bmovieanima.com. So, yeah. All right, guys. Cool. Awesome. Uh, By the way, my my evil twin loved this movie. I know. (laughs) Jeff Fredo. Jeff Fredo. (laughs) (laughs) He wears really, really bad mutton chop makeup. Yep. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) anyway so uh yeah so until next week uh i am jeff arbuckle i'm chuck moore i'm jason oliver and you have been listening to film seizure